another podcast of the Porcupine and Facts Experience. Welcome. We like to welcome you to the Facts and the Porcupine Podcast. As we move towards tax season, the IRS has been granted billions of dollars to shore up their tax software, chase down tax creators, any tactics. Give them a hand with the video. So sit back, get to know what your responsibility, what the new mission is in assisting taxpayers, businesses, and whoever has an issue. This meeting was to address some things they wanted to introduce themselves, roll out their new assistance plan. They had the young bucks oh, for the city. Young for the city. Finance. Experience. Incredible Whoa. conversation. We're going to give you the first half of it. Sit back, get your pen, get your pad. It may be something you have not found that benefit you and they want to help you, especially me. Well, here we go, and I think it will be very good. First half of the conversation, the second half is questions and answering. We're going to stay away from that. I did a little personal conversation because it was, I went there for a purpose. But nevertheless, this is your IRS coming to you, to your community. They want people to learn how to help other folks with taxes. Very critical. Oh, it's another you podcast. Making sure somebody signs your return. And facts you go experience. to a reputable apparel. Without it further ado, facts in the Porcupine Podcast. This is the more you know on a series of facts. It's going to be a lot more. We offer them to come on to the show and they agree. So let's get this part out of the way. Let's see if you miss something. Let's see. And you do still have time to believe um, me. Wow. And reap the benefits of the pandemic, but all those things that they were going, you got into a certain time frame of this year, the last year. Don't miss out. Act. The IRS paid us. Do not have to come to a walk-in office. 
have a lot of online tools that will help make your day better. So we have several handouts that we have outside that we want people to be aware of, again, that can help keep money in your pockets by making sure you take the right credits and you don't take credits that don't belong to you. And it's important. Now, I have a, information for businesses. There are a lot of business scams going on as well. You want to make sure that you keep good records. We found that the largest problem or the opportunity for you to be audited is not keeping good records and not having the receipts. Anything that's on your tax return, you should know and you should have the documentation to back up what's on that account. Many people will say, well, I don't know. I'm not, I mean, I'm not an accountant. I gave it to my accountant. But realize, when you sign that tax return, what does it say? Under perjury. You're signing that. It's correct. So we're going to come back and we're going to say, but you signed it. So it's important if you have a return, whether it's individual or business, that you ask the preparer, what does this mean? Because you are ultimately responsible for that. But again, you want to be aware of various scams, especially W-2 scams that attempt to steal employees' income information. How could that happen? A lot of times we have our business EIN, we throw papers in the garbage. We may not realize that there are dumpsters there, people that actually go in your garbage and they can get your EIN number. They can create a whole new business. They can do W-2s and then you become responsible for it. So you want to make sure when you're getting rid of documents, you're shredding them properly. You want to make sure when you're sharing information, you do not want to share your social security number or your EIN number with people that you do not have to share this with. All this is valuable information. So we have handouts on businesses should watch out for tax-related scams. We just had a few scams about the employee retention credit. Some promoters encourage you to put down things that you cannot verify, and it wasn't true. We had to put a moratorium and say, stop. We weren't getting out any refunds. We were giving you an opportunity to take it back or withdraw it if something was wrong. Again, a lot of these were scams, and people, because they heard money, receiving money, they fell victim. Do not fall victim to these things. You can always go to irs.gov. That is our Bible. The information that we share with you is from irs.gov. And you would have like a slot where you would put in whatever your questions is, and you would get an answer. So what we're trying to do today, if you want to speak with us, we will be available. And also, you can go to the walk-in office. We have a walk-in office right down here. And you can make an appointment, and we have a sheet outside that tells you what is covered in the walk-in office, and also the telephone number. One of the things that I would encourage you also is that if you're going to make an appointment with the walk-in office, you want to make sure you are writing down everything that you want to cover in your visit. Because because of short staff, if you put down, I just want to make an installment agreement, now you're going to ask them for something else. They may tell you, you got to make another appointment. We are having extended hours. Um, I don't remember exactly what days. What was the extended hour? Thursday. Extended day? Thursday. 
have spent hours and days other than what we have to So please do not be afraid of the IRS. We are your friends. We are here to help you. So at this point in time, I'd like to turn it over to the next speaker. for you. 
on the street while you're on the phone waiting for somebody to get out of the line. You would have the taxpayer as your case advocate. You would have their contact number, contact information, and they will work with you one-on-one -on -one until your issue is resolved. Now, being resolved does not mean that you would always be in your favor. <laughs> Hopefully it will, but that's not always the case. But the, the, case, the issue itself will be resolved. It does not mean that it will be resolved in your favor. I just want to make that clear. So they will stay with you until your issue is resolved. Taxpayer advocates is here for yourself. We are here to, to let you know that as taxpayers, we do have rights. There is the Taxpayer Bill of Rights, and taxpayers should know what their rights are. Some of those rights, for example, they have the right to be informed. The, the stakeholder liaison mentioned a couple of them. They have the right to be informed. They have the right to have quality service. They have a right to pay no more than the correct amount of tax that, they, that is due. They have a right to challenge the IRS position. The IRS says they own money and they say they don't. And they have proof. They have the right to challenge it. They have the right to appeal the IRS decision. They have a right to finality. They have a right to privacy. They have a right to confidentiality. They have a right to have representation if they can't represent themselves. And they have a right to a fair and just tax system. All of those rights are yours as taxpayers. And you don't always know it, you don't always get it, and you don't know what you don't know. So if you don't know you have those rights, your rights could be violated and you don't know as taxpayers. Taxpayer Advocate is here to help you, to inform you, to advocate on your behalf. Thank you. Thank you. by the IRS, 
governed and monitored by the Department of Consumer and Worker Protection, and governed and monitored by all of you. Uh, one of the things that takes place in the VITA program, and you heard it earlier, everyone that's in a member of the program is certified. They have to be certified on certain levels, and it depends on what they're going to do for you in order to be certified. A greeter is certified at the lowest level. But then as you step up to tax preparation, you also have the ability to be certified at basic. You just have a W-2. Advanced, you have mortgage interest and other things. Uh, military, we had someone come through today that we registered for military as we'll be offering tax preparation for individuals in the military this year, as will some of our colleagues. And, and that's so I happen to think about a program as a viable program. If you look at me, I came at the, with this great hair naturally. I, I was retired. I, I, I spent 45 years in banking and was sitting at home and my son said, you're getting fat, dumb, and happy. <laughs> you, need, you need to do something to make yourself useful. I joined the program as a volunteer three years ago. I now manage the program over here. Congratulations. And, I, and I just find it to be uh, quite rewarding and, and it's something that uh, certainly is rewarding for all of us. But let me tell you a story that to tell you that happens within the program. And this is what my colleagues and I go through. A year ago, and, and actually the kickoff of the tax season took place on the 29th. And I had a client here who told this story. It was a press conference that was done. Her mother came and went to someone who charged her to do her taxes. She owed $1,700. That person did not go through the thoroughness that we are trained to do. We recognize the fact that she not only did not owe $1,700 for that year, but she was eligible to file taxes for previous years. She left our office looking for a refund of $11,600 from the IRS. So it's not just the fact that we prepare taxes professionally. The people who volunteer for the program really care. And they're really interested in seeing that the best thing happens for everyone. I'm going to leave because I just, <laughs> I just ran across the street, so I do have people What's here. the phone number? Uh, I'll, in fact, I'll have some flyers that we'll bring here. But if you are part of this neighborhood, I'm actually, we're doing taxes from 9.30 to 7 o'clock, Monday through Friday, 9.30 to 4 o'clock on Saturdays. And this year, we're also operating out of Brooklyn Public Library at Grand Army Plaza on Fridays and Saturdays. Is that for business and personal? We do not do business taxes. Thank you. Okay, so we're only doing personal taxes. Perfect. And the VITA program does have, within New York City, it has income limits for a person as well. $85,000 if you are a family or an individual with a dependent. $59,000 if you are a single. But um, I'll drop some, I'll run back over and drop some flyers if you're interested in, in restoration and things we offer there. That's fine. And one last thing. Not only do they prepare taxes, one of the things we also do within the program, not just for me, but others, we help with individuals who receive that assessment letter. You know, so we're kind of a taxpayer advocate ourselves prior to moving forward. If you receive the letter, we'll take that and tell you what your avenues are and things to do. We will help individuals who have underwithheld fill out new W-4s. If you've overwithheld, we'll tell you that, you know what, uh, and I say this all the time, 
If you get a large refund from the IRS, unless it's being done for a reason like to go on vacation, then all you did was enter into a guaranteed susan. You have let the IRS hold your money for 16 months and then give it back to you. Okay? We have financial counselors. My partners have financial counselors. They'll tell you better ways to, to, to take that money and do that. But think about it. If you get back a $1,200 refund, you've given the IRS $100 per month that you then file for two months later that you then get back two months later. So your $1,200 has been in the hands of the IRS for 16 months before you get it back. Think about what you could do because we're also about improving people's financial status. $100 a month being paid to our credit card entrance. $100 a month being placed into a savings account, even though it's going to give you, what, a half a penny. <laughs> but, but still, so the taxpayers, uh, the counselors, we're actually tax preparers, we're tax counselors, and we'll help with individuals who have all sorts of things. You work with 1099s, so law change with 1099s, a lot of people get 1099s. You have 1099 miscellaneous, you have individuals receiving 1099s and C's. We work with individuals who are receiving income that way. We do work with self-employed people. Yes. There's a very Thin line. narrow line when you talk about self-employed individuals, and now we start talking about individuals that are business. 1099. Yeah, and, and, well, not just the 1099s, because 1099 doesn't really mean anything. You can be a, a, a consultant and just only be paid by 1099s. It starts to go into things, uh, I like to think of, are you involved with brick and mortar? You know, are you involved with paying individuals yourselves? So then you start, are you carrying inventory? So it depends on the nature of your business to determine whether or not it's self-employed taxes that can go under your regular uh, individual tax return where you need to move on. Mm -hmm. But the VITA program within New York City's coalition last year, and I think it was through you guys, right, Brooklyn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 they introduced something for businesses. It's good seeing you again. I'll see you. Take care. Thank All right. you. Thank you. Uh, since you brought it up, say you can continue to let them know what the business taxes is about. We have the floor. Sure. Good evening, everybody. You come to the mark, I'm sitting here, go in. Uh, I, just, I don't want to give anyone my back, so I'll sit. So, um, I've been with Girl since 2015, and just like Stephen was saying, we, we run very similar programs, pretty much identically. Uh, Stephen's here in, in Restoration Plaza, also in Grand Army Plaza in the library. And Grow Brooklyn is everywhere else in Brooklyn. <laughs> we're, we're basically. basically. Grow Brooklyn. Grow Brooklyn. So we get confused a lot for Grow NYC. We don't do any gardening ourselves. <laughs> we, do, um, uh, we do. We work to grow and preserve the community assets. We were born in Bushwick in 2008. And since then, we've spread across the whole borough. Um, so from Sunset Park to Bushwick, all the way up to downtown Brooklyn, all the way down to Coney Island. Um, now, the self-employment program, um, it started last year with five organizations, including Grow Brooklyn, and we, we 
are able to expand that scope from the Schedule C's, Schedule NEC's um, for self-employed individuals that make up to, or that generate up to $35,000 in expenses, we're able to expand that up to $250,000 in expenses. So um, in that schedule, in that uh, self-employed pilot, we can go up to um, many more expenses. We also have an enrolled agent on staff. And for those of you that are uh, unaware, enrolled agents are, um, are like CPAs, but instead of being licensed by the state, so if you're a CPA, you're a tax expert who's licensed by, uh, by New York State or New Jersey, wherever you work, uh, enrolled agents are licensed through federal, through the, the IRS. They're, they also support, besides their knowledge of tax, they also support representation if you're facing any issues. Uh, and they also, in our self-employed program, are able to uh, give us that charter to expand the, the scope. So, like Stephen was saying, you're in really good hands with these VITA programs. The VITA programs are vital. And they, uh, they, and like you mentioned, there's countless stories of, of taxpayers that go through these private uh, commercial fly-by-night vendors and come to us for restoration and get huge, um, huge refunds or even amending previous returns to get money back that they that they deserve. So um, we'll be. I mean, as Stephen leaves, we arrive, so we'll be covering the, the shift after the, the event, and I'll be happy to talk to, to all of you. The gross is 250 for the, the gross earnings? Uh, for expenses. Oh, so it's only expensive. So, yeah. so obviously, if somebody's got $200,000 worth of expenses, they might have made five hundred, six hundred thousand. 600000 Right. So that's, that's just trying to see where you cap it off with, what you assist people with, because he said that under a certain income, 80,000 down, you go, it sounds like you go 80,000 and up. Yeah, so, um, so we, we do that, that uh, 80,000 and down, but uh, for the self-employed program, we keep it, so it kind of, it's a sliding scale. Okay. So if if you did have 250,000 in expenses, then we would cap it at like 350,000. Yeah, yeah, 300, 330,000 uh, in, in income. That way we still stick in that 80,000 range.
really proud of the TCEs, which is that sponsored for the elderly, and most of those sites are run by AARP, and you will find them all over the state too. So they're not just the white elders, as I was told. Okay, so now the other things that um, we talk about that we can talk about is also some of the credits that we can do. Um, like the current income tax credit, depending on how your income goes, um, anywhere up to $63,398 with married children, you can still get your income credit. Um, if you are single, depends on what your income is, you can still get your income credit, it's not just for people with children. So, they didn't forget those people too. Um, the ones who have no children, the EITC is for between 25 and 64. So if you're still in college at 23, you can't get earned credit unless you have a child. But if you have a child, those limits are gone. Okay? And when we say children, they include fosters that biological grandchildren, if you're still taking care of them, all those come under the umbrella of children. No more than 11,000 for 2023. Uh, even those who before would we have a map said no, you're not getting it. The market value is separate people. Depends on what your qualifications are, you can also file for the earning income tax credit. You also have the child tax credit, which is Take a look to 2000 and write filing joint up to 400000 Um, Again, relationships, children, again, same thing, but you must have a social security number or a TIN for children. The taxpayer must have a social security number or ITIN. Um, you must have lived with the parent or whoever more than half the year. The child cannot provide more than half their own support, and I mean financially. Um, if you have two parents who fall into the same category, only one of them can take it. If both of you follow that child, the IRS is going to step in and say, hey, look, uh, look. So you don't want that. Do it yourselves. Okay? Now, then you'll be on the hit list for the rest of the time that you have that child. <laughs> That's how I look at it. Education. You have two credits the American Opportunity Credit and the Lifetime Credit if your child is going to school. If they have been to Rikers or one of those places, then the American opportunity is no longer an option for them. But the lifetime is still available. You cannot double debt. That means you can't use the same person for the American opportunity and for the lifetime too. Okay? That's what we mean by double dipping. You also have the child independent care. This is for children under 13. Who you pay child care for, or if you have an adult who is physically or mentally not able to care for themselves, it's also for them too. So I'm gonna let the rest of the folks go on with their program if you have any other questions for us. And I guess you know that SPEC is for the white TCE persons. They also do education that we do outreach today, and we also do FIAT, which is financial education and asset building by your partners who tell you about. So, have a blessed night.
And it's important that we highlight and have to talk about this now because you may be entitled to exemptions, which I'll get into momentarily. You may also be entitled to challenge um, the property, the valuation that you're seeing on those documents. And the most crucial date I can provide to everyone here is March 15th. That is when your exemption application is due. That is when your deadline to challenge either internally with the Department of Finance or with the Tax Commission. If you're having any of these issues, come find us on uh, find me offline and we can talk about it. But if you are entitled or you want to challenge or apply for an exemption, March 15th is that deadline. And I cannot stress enough how firm that deadline is because we've seen applications come in on March 16th and unfortunately there's nothing we can do. Our hands are tied. Um, so it's something I want to mention while we're here is that if you own real property in New York City, you may be entitled to a New York State the school tax relief, um, and that's set at a $250,000 household income. If you make less than that, you're entitled to a benefit. That's through the state. And then, on top of that, if you're over 65 and your annual income is $98,000 or less, you're entitled to an even greater benefit. And that's the easiest one we can help you get into. From there, we also have the senior citizen homeowner exemption, as well as the disabled homeowner exemption. That's based on an income threshold of $58,399, and then if 65 and older for seniors, or if you're disabled with permanent disability, you are entitled up to a 50% discount on your property taxes. It's a huge savings, and it's so important that we get the word out to everyone who may qualify. Get your applications in by March 15th, having any issues at all, we are hosting Department of Finance and a number of events across the city. Um, there's one tonight in Queens. We're out and about almost every night for the next month or so. Um, and you can also just come find me offline and we can help you figure out what exemptions and benefits you are entitled to and we want to get you a program. Um, so other things we want to touch on really quickly. Unfortunately, this is the darkest part of something work we do is New York City has seen a rise of indeed fraud know that unfortunately there are just criminals targeting certain populations and certain communities and certain areas and certain neighborhoods and so I just want to give a few pointers of how to prevent deep fraud um, if you're going on vacation for a long period of time your property owner ask someone you trust to look after your house check to make sure you don't you're not leaving your mail not letting it pile up because that's an easy way that those criminals, those tr truly evildoers, are, are keeping an eye out and looking for mail piling up. Um, make sure that the Department of Finance has the correct mailing address for you or the person who should receive notices on your behalf. You know that some, maybe some people are um, not home for whatever reason. Maybe you spend time away taking care of relatives elsewhere. Maybe you're honestly hospitalized. These things happen. We want to make sure that we have the records so the notices get to you and get to the right folks that. Um, are taking care of you and not people rummaging for your mail. If you suddenly stop receiving notices from the Department of Finance, notify us immediately. And if you suspect any kind of defraud, you should immediately, immediately report it. So additional ways of, and I'll touch on it really quickly, is to sign up for a recorded documentation notification on the citywide actors, and that's the database of all property records in New York City. Um, we highly recommend recording all title transfers, all mortgages as soon as possible. Buy title insurance. This is, we cannot trust enough how important it is to make sure you have a will in place that clearly states who should inherit your property. This really protects so many people just in case bad actors come in. If you should pass, you also should pass. And if you don't have a will in place, no one knows what to do. 
it's really unfortunately inviting these bad actors to like victimize you. Um, and then we also recommend do not give your personal information to someone you don't know. It seems almost obvious, but unfortunately, there are people that are um, cunning and know how to maybe convince you that they can help you. Don't share your personal information, no good can come of it. And then the last one is never sign a deed or any document over someone who you don't intend to transfer title to. It's so unfortunate we see in the news and hear reports of it in stories, but it happens. And these are just some easy, relatively easy tips that we can share to prevent deed fraud in our own communities. Um, and so with that, I will, yeah, that covers a lot of it. I'm ending on a really dark note, I apologize, but it's important that we get the information out there about deed fraud. Thank you so much. sure if she's coming in out, but I will start some of what she's going to talk about. The New York City Deputy Commissioner for Immigrant Services is here to come, Ms. Solis So she may come at, at any moment, but what I wanted to cover as she's coming is I need anyone currently that they have the opportunity when you go to get your returns completed or done, you can file or have an, um, a six-digit number which would protect your return. And we suggest that because that number is unique to you. Because there, there are a lot of people that actually will file a return based on your socials. Also, we have a lot of tax practitioners that are scammed yeah. or breached. I dealt with, I mean, my area, the area of state liaison, we take in the data breaches, and, and some of them are very large. So if a tax pro account is affected, it is really sad because all of the taxpayers that he has has become affected, the children become affected, and it, it gets reported to the IRS. And then we have to take in the information, then we forward it to the various agencies to make sure the person is covered. What happens? The person's EBIT number becomes affected. The EIN number becomes affected. And a lot of times people can just start filing based on your, the EBIT number is the number that when someone's filing a return is unique to them and it's based on your personal information. You have to send this forward. You have to have your fingerprints, all of this done. And if someone gets into your computer, that means they have access to that. So a lot of times you may have filed a return with someone and that person may have become a victim of identity theft. So you want to be careful. So you want to go to someone that is reputable and you want to go to someone just like when you go to the site. They have to have you in a corner so that nobody can hear what's going on. You're, you might be even in a doctor's office, and people will say, is that your social? Exactly. Is that your address? Blah, blah, blah. But you don't know who's listening. And someone told me, especially with the cameras, they can actually open that camera up and look and see what's being put down. So you want to make sure you are safeguarding your social, all of your personal information, because once someone gets that information, it is a problem. And a lot of people don't think to come to the IRS. They go to the police, but they do not think to come to us. It is imperative that they let us know because they can cause a lot of problems. And also, with the tax 
and gets into their computer, they can redirect your tax refund to somebody else's account. So it's important. So, um, but I will also put the person on the spot in a few minutes. But I'm just saying, when you gotta get your return done at a vital site or anything dealing with IRS, basically we're gonna say it has to be your bank account because you can go to unscrupulous places. I will not name those individuals, those places where they say, "Oh, you don't have an account. You can put it in our account, and we'll give you the money." Or so all of these things are things that you have to be aware of to protect yourself and your children and the people that you're coming. The other thing IRS is doing this year is called direct file. New York is one of the states that was selected a part of the pilot program where you can directly submit your documentations to the IRS. So we were selected, so that's an option. And also what we have, the moratorium is over, is actually going forward with the W-7 application, which is the ITIN. The ITIN is the individual taxpayer identification number for individuals that are not eligible, that's the word, not eligible for a social security number. So IRS can help them, but they must have a prepared tax return to complete the W-7 application, which is the application that you're applying for, if you want this individual taxpayer identification number, which is a processing number, which later on, that could help you when you decide that you want to become a citizen of the United States. So this will allow you to create a record to show. And with that being said, a lot of people have children, or they may not have a number, and they do have children. You may go to an unscrupulous preparer, and they may say, let somebody else claim your children. They do it all the time. Because they have a social, and you do not. And again, that's compromising your children's information. So you do not want to do that, because what happens? Who's to say later on that person is going to stop when you get a social they don't. or when you get an IT? They will continue. And you now have to put your children at risk. So these are things that you want to talk about. Now, we were talking previously about deeds. We were talking about other services that we prepared. Now, I'm going to put Makila and Zay on the spot, but they offer other services that can actually help the public. And these are free. And these are services that they provide to help the community. Makina?
you know, to sort of not just protect communities, but also create generational wealth within families. Because what happens a lot of times, people assume that they may have their kids living with them, and you know, oh, this person's just going to get the house, and you know, that's going to be it. But you know, a relative that lives in Texas may be like, hey, I have a stake in that, and they're going to want to get that house too. So you have to put it in writing. Now, a lot of people ask us about trust. We don't do trust, but we can give you some information about it and why it's important to have either that or a will, but it's, wills are, that's our forte. So we do that in house, um, down the street, not too far from here, and you can go and set up a meeting with Charles or Nat, and they can take care of this will for you in house. Um, with trust, we would just have to refer you out to some of our colleagues in the, uh, well, sorry, Brooklyn Legal Center and Brooklyn Legal Services or Manhattan Legal Services. These groups are um, part of the New York City Legal Services that are free for folks, and they will then help you find someone who can do a trust for you. So those are just some of our other programs. Um, well, we talked about the and SETP. Yeah, so. Yeah, that's us. So we have the tax prep and we have the legal services. So if there are any questions, I will give you an email to reach out to. Uh, the email is referral at growbrooklyn.org. We have some cards in the back. Takiya, raise your hand. Some other information. And um, then you can reach out to one of our attorneys and they can... Uh, set you up for an appointment to come in. Phone number? Yes. The phone number, I don't have that on the head, okay. but um, Takiya's card will have that information on it. It's actually got the um, information about all the programs that we do. Okay, can you tell them what they need to bring if they come to get their returns done? Um, okay, so if you're coming to get a tax return done, um, you're going to have to bring your social security card, the original. Um, you're going to bring a state issued ID. You're bringing any wage statement, which includes your, uh, if you have tuition, um, if you have tuition that you've paid, you want to bring that 1098T. If you had unemployment, unemployment, you must put that on your taxes because people get a big surprise when they find out that they did not. Like, yeah, uh, it happens to so many people, and it's unfortunate because they're not aware that you have to put that onto your taxes. Uh, you're also going to bring your routing, some evidence of your routing number and your checking account number. Don't say, yeah, I remember it, because a lot of times people say that, and they look at the book and say, yeah, that's impressive. And they sign off on it, and then they come back and say, that wasn't mine, and where's my money? And unfortunately, Cyrus will tell you, you signed off on that. So that's your responsibility, and we have to unfortunately tell you that, too. So always make sure it's the actual routing number and the banking account number for your information. Yeah, just safeguard yourself in that way so that your money does not end up in somebody else's account. This does happen. It's happened a few times that I know about too where one person got their taxes done in one of our sister locations, our sister organizations, and the person came to us and said, you guys did our taxes, where's my money? And of course, it wasn't us, so we didn't really know, but we could call that organization and they took care of that situation. But it was something that, unfortunately, I felt really bad. You know, it was a young, it was a very young mother and she was looking out for that money. But, you know, 
trying to figure out where they, they told her, oh, just call the bank. She called the bank, and, you know, it was an actual number that it takes somebody's actual uh, bank account. The person took the money. They got, they saw, like, a $5,000 windfall, and they were like, wow, jackpot. They closed the account, and then that was that for that money, unfortunately. But, yeah, and these things happen. Happens a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a couple of times we had a small bank that actually received this, this, um, this, uh, sorry, a small bank where the person's account number they got the five thousand dollars themselves, and they were like, "This is not my money." They called their bank. You know, there's still nice. honest people out there, so you know we always have to err on that side to assume most people will be honest. But they are bad actors, as people say, and there are some people who will just take that money. But there are some people out there that will say, "Hey, this is not my money," and they'll get it back. But don't always rely on that. <laughs> you know, just be sure you know that with money. You know, everyone oh, has, yeah, everyone is a little desperate these days. I mean, the economy sometimes can be a little bad, and, you know, it brings out the worst in us sometimes, but most people are going to be good about it, right? We're all getting this through the world. So, yeah, so those are the things you bring to a tax site. And if you need any information from us, Takia has a suitcase full of stuff. She didn't just come from the airport. I know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's what I was Do so. It has to be a current document. We have out on the table 
Uh, some of the other documents that perhaps would complement that, we have it listed right out there. So any of the people from IRS really will be able to answer any of your questions in reference to that. But now we want to hear from you. How can we help you? And if you have any questions, This is the facts. Oh, it's another podcast. In the Porcupine Park. And facts experience. Welcome. What you just heard in this episode is highly, very important. It was about 10 things that as I I pay attention to how I sound and what I say and what I do. But the second half of the question, there was people asking questions. So, I don't add that because, you know, most recording public issues and public spaces on that. I did get around to doing it, but I didn't write this is really important information. It's going to help me. I'm behind. I needed it. It's falling into place. The reason why you got the facts of the Porcupine Podcast is I, oh, I do taxes, and, you know, business, is, you know, up and down in. How do I get it out of me? And that's been the facts in the Porcupine Podcast. Because it's another form of this that goes crazy and then finding the people that can help you help me. So instead of me always helping people, that's what it is. So we want to hope you enjoy. Please get it from the beginning, spread the word, send it around. There's a lot of things out there that this is going to follow up. We have another tax preparer, tax accountant, VA, Lockheed. His episode is up. He's highly interested. He was logged in. He made, he changed this. This oh, is the official. It's another podcast. information and on facts. That. The other one's questioning and answering. And I don't, you know, you know, you know we got to be careful with all that. With respect to people asking the question and asking, I just, you know, no way that's what I did. So we'll be having the facts and podcast This is gonna be uh topic because I dealt with you. And from what I heard that day, boss business, what I heard that day you you don't know your memory. I don't. And lo and behold, you find out and even he logged in. He knows this He can go to somebody, get the social media, and get the soup. It's another part. Every time I get questions about finances and experience, that's part of our business. Um, I'm like, yo, I'm bidding a job to you. And I had a time because I'm on my way to I'm bidding, you know, a proposal my service. I'm not even in the contract. Why am I giving you all my information? How are you protecting me? You know, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, what I just heard, um, I got a letter that was unopened from the Social Security. They showed all my information. But that was a perfect meeting. And that's one of the things that I learned is you share information. I think, I don't care what walk of life you have, even the adoption. There was a bunch of stuff that I heard. Oh, it's another podcast. People the kids. And all this experience. All of this. Welcome. That. 
I, I met somebody recently. I, I met a few people who have adopted children. They used to stay with that. You got these kids getting medically disabled. If you, you know, all of these things about it. They sound sincere. You can have your own take. You can have your own dealing with the IRS. Maybe those I've dealt with some pain in the past. And I got a case to fight. And I got a case to threat that I owe. And, I, and they owe me from what this gentleman said. You have the right people do your business. Don't throw nothing away. Period. It may cost you stories. My front room's got boxes. Oh, that's another podcast. It's an issue. And facts that you have experience. You want to fight. This is the Facts of the Porcupine Podcast. It's an early lunchtime live. I'm out of here. Hope you enjoy. Follow us. It's fun. It's great. It's about I don't know. I can, I'm getting on it. I'm getting on it. I'm taking the five trains to the Bronx. It's a show. You can have a show in that. It's great, dude. Or you know, video, video content. We had a great conversation with a whole bunch of people in the last one or two. I don't know, even though the rent, we should slow down. You know, I don't know what I, I don't know how to what the monetary issues with the podcasting, how to do it, but we do know one. I like it. It's another podcast of the Porcupine. You know, and with that experience, you can Welcome. argue whatever side you want. But there's always a truth. They can be two truths. Two truths that matter. So, the IRS, taxes, and everything. I think. Uh, how, how is it that the money is sold so watch your ID. There's a ton of tax breaks. Watch your deed, as she mentioned. There's a free will service. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna take advantage of all those that are listening to me, but do need a proper, ethical, honest help. Stay well. This is last for five months. Oh, it's another podcast of the Porcupine and Facts Experience. Welcome. Oh, 
podcast of the Porcupine and Facts Experience. Welcome. another podcast of the Porcupine and Facts Experience. Welcome.